Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast, a podcast where every other week I interview some of the most inspiring women working in data. They discuss how data is used in various industries, share their knowledge and experience in the field, and equip you with tips to help you overcome challenges on your career and feel great. Let's get straight to it. I am joined today by Sophie Duffy, Group Head of Data and Analytics at Kingfisher. After having worked for many years in commercial data roles and in strategy, Sophie's reflection around how to future-proof her career led her to move towards a more technical path, one where she leads a digital and customer analytics team. In this episode, she describes the thought process that led her to data analytics as well as the challenges she encountered along the way. You will hear about how her previous experience helps her lead a technical team and how she is able to learn on the job and grow as a data analytics leader. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to the Women in Data podcast. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. We were seeing that so As we're recording, I just came back from Paris with a cold, obviously, because that's just me going on holiday and coming back ill. But you were in Paris just before me. So what a coincidence. You could have done this there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That would have been fun, traveling to Paris to record a podcast. (laughs) We're talking about a few interesting topics today that they're quite linked together, but yet separate. So we're talking about, you know, future-proofing your career and learning as doing, but also pivoting towards a different role. Mm. But before we get into that, can I invite you to introduce yourself? Yes, of course. So I'm Sophie Duffy. I'm Group Head of Data Analytics at, at Kingfisher. Kingfisher is a home improvement retailing group. So a number of brands within our group, like B&Q and Screwfix, Castorama, Brico Depot. I look after digital and customer analytics across our group functions. So that includes e-commerce trading analytics, web analytics, performance marketing, digital fulfillment route, and then in the customer space, uh, more traditional kind of customer analytics like segmentation and cohort understanding, customer marketing, churn, kind of LTV, that sort of thing. That sounds like a lot and also very exciting. I just realized something. So you said Brico Depot. Mm. And my whole life, I've been saying Brico Depot, so the proper French way of doing it. Because <laughs> we, we also, well, it, it's a shop that we have in front as yes. well. So, oh, interesting. <laughs> you did give us a, a nice overview of what your role is today, but this mm. is not the role you were always in. You moved to leading analytics from a position in strategy. Could you tell us a bit more about that? What were you doing there? And also what made you decide to pivot in data analytics? Yeah, so before I was at Kingfisher, I was at Nike. I did two different roles there. So originally I was leading customer insight for the UK. And then I moved into a role in the kind of member or customer growth team. So they had a really clear um, multi-year strategy of how to drive customer growth. And my role was around how to enable that across um, EMEA. So if we knew there were certain customer groups that we really needed 
needed to drive growth from over the next few years. I would work with certain teams and departments to put in place um, strategies to do that. So, for example, um, how do we get more customer data products into stores so that they can, as the forefront of the Nike brand directly to our customers, they can understand that more? How do we um, put a customer lens on our promotional and liquidation strategies? And how do we help marketing build a process for customer-led test and learn so really taking a very kind of clear strategy for growth in the customer space and helping teams across EMEA enable that and kind of make it happen I suppose so that was my role at Nike before I moved in to lead analytics at Kingfisher. It sounds like your role at Nike was already going towards analytics but maybe more around strategy for data analytics for customer analytics is that what you would describe it as yeah definitely I think there'd been a kind of large scale view from a kind of customer and analytics point of view of of what needed to happen and then it was around how we put depth through further analytics into the customer space to then build these strategies that would help and drive growth where we wanted it to um, so it was, I guess it was layers of work and deep dives into certain areas of customers and the kind of digital retailing landscape that helped us implement kind of these test and learn processes and support different parts of the business. That's super interesting because analytic strategy is something that I'm very curious about right mm-hmm. now. And it feels like this is the space where where you're at and then you're kind of shifting from one to the other. And that, that's super interesting. And what really made you decide to go towards analytics rather than strategy? I think it was around, I've, I've always kind of been quite a strategic thinker, I think, and I've had that feedback a lot. And Nectar, where I started my career, was a very strategic company. I worked for some people who'd had backgrounds in strategy. And I think when I was looking at kind of the breadth of my experience and maybe you know, the future of where I wanted to develop and grow more depth in the kind of detail of analytics and above all digital um, was really something that I wanted to grow in. So I started thinking about how I could maybe find a role or move into a role that would um, help me achieve some of that development. And that was the role at Nike or the role you have right now? Kingfisher, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. the role I'm doing now, which is leading analytics across digital and and customer. So it's really helping me learn just an enormous amount about the digital landscape just because of the breadth of work we do in that space, not just within kind of traditional e-commerce or web analytics, but also kind of fulfillment route and then the back-end data part of it, how we ingest our digital data, how we align it through and combine it with different sets of data above all customer, how we work in different markets across Europe and the kind of differences and similarities there, how we scale. So lots going on in that field that helped me kind of really learn the breadth of digital analytics, more so than what I already had experience in. And then also more focused specifically on the analytical side rather than necessarily always translating what we learn from analytics into a growth strategy. You put a lot of emphasis with the digital side of things and your desire to learn more on that side and extend your your knowledge there. Why did you choose to move? Because 
you moved from strategy to analytics, but also from more of a in-store slash brick and mortar yeah. kind of role towards digital analytics. So you you basically did two big transitions yes. in, in one. Yeah. Um, why digital? <laughs> when I left Nectar, well, my role, my time at Nectar was very bricks and mortar heavy, which was great. You know, it's kind of traditional retailing and you learn all about it. But I knew then, and this was the end of 2018, I think beginning of 2019, digital was already in massive growth and where a lot of the kind of innovation was happening. And I kind of knew, well, for my next career move, I'd really like a more digitally focused role. And Nike gave me that. I worked predominantly on their kind of apps, the four apps that they have and their online, which really taught me so much um, and very much from a customer perspective. So it was a really nice combination of my existing skill set, but learning more about digital. And then the pandemic hit and then digital just grew even more you know five years worth of growth happened in three months and it was very evident that digital was going to continue to grow and I think that's where I kind of was continuing to think well how do I how do I broaden even further and continue to learn within the digital space because it is vast and complex and there were certainly lots more areas outside of my role at Nike that I still hadn't really had lots of experience in, especially within the world of retail. So that was kind of my thinking, really just trying to stay in line with the trend of retail, which is kind of massive digital growth in, in penetration and sales and making sure that my skill set was was aligned to that and, and up, you know, up to speed with that transformation. And that's a, that's a very smart move, although very scary, because it is a lot of change in one go. And we're yeah. going to talk about that in a moment. But I, I'm curious to hear about your thought process around that. So for me, this sounds, as as we said before, future-proofing your career. So you saw this shift toward digital and need accelerating, and you decided, okay, I have some skills gap there. I want to fill them and then go there. How did you really identify these areas that you wanted to to know more about where you wanted to expand your skills because when someone tells me digital I mean yeah it's so many things there yeah I think at the beginning I didn't I mean all I thought was digital because that's all I knew I didn't I didn't quite appreciate how vast it was I think it was also a lot of the people around me that worked in digital and hearing them talk about things. I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. And, you know, my time at Nectar was coming to an end. So it kind of made sense. It piqued my interest. And I knew from an industry perspective, it's where things were going. I think knowing where to focus within that breadth is always a bit of a challenge. And and some of that is around what's actually available to you, like the opportunities that are in front of you. Nike gave me some incredible opportunities to focus on the Nike direct to consumer side of the business and the digital platforms. And and they have four incredible apps, learning the the processes that go with the kind of customer digital customer marketing there and learning in that respect. And then I think understanding the breadth of the digital role for my team at Kingfisher was just another step on to say, okay, there's a foundation of digital knowledge that I've built in the last couple of years. If I want to continue to grow that now that I understand more, for example, in digital fulfillment route, which I had no experience in, um, but I also realized from the kind of 
macroeconomic environment that supply and fulfillment is a really kind of key area of focus for a lot of retailing at the moment with the various challenges. So things like that, I was thinking, well, okay, this is very new to me, but it's very relevant and it's super important to retailing. So these are other areas that I can develop in. But I mean, I'm still learning about the breadth of digital at the moment. And I'm lucky I'm in an environment that allows me to learn um, with a boss that supports me with that learning. So I still wouldn't say I know all the different areas of digital. Every day something new crops up. I'm like, oh my goodness, how do I deal with this? (laughs) Basically, I guess the the point of my question was really if someone wanted to expand their skills in in a different area, what were the steps that they could potentially take? And from what I get from your answer... It would be definitely speaking with people around them because you said that you export with people talking about digital and e-commerce at Nectar and then, I guess, grabbing the opportunities from where they are and where they can see things happening and hearing new things coming. That's, uh, yeah, I, I love that. I like the idea also of curious career conversations. So randomly chatting with someone about what they're doing that's that's one that it's a bit time consuming but so valuable I have to say that I'm cheating a bit I'm using the podcast for that from time to time which is exactly what we're doing right now (laughs) (laughs) I am learning about digital (laughs) and you did mention the fact that you're still learning I, I guess leading analytics was very new to you yeah how did you get the skills that that enabled you to land your job at, at Kingfisher? Did they really require analytics skills from the interview or were you able to talk your way into it? <laughs> Probably the latter. No, um, <laughs> I've led analysts before, but within a kind of cross-functional team unit. So with kind of product owners, consultants, research teams, that type of thing. Whereas this is purely kind of analytics. So I think there was skill set was already there and I think how we work probably what helped me get my role at Kingfisher is that the fundamental through all of my career starting at Nectar and throughout is really just been about listening to stakeholders or clients or suppliers understanding what they're trying to achieve and then thinking about how we whichever company I'm in can help them do that through the best use of data and with customer growth or business growth as the end result and that's no different here at Kingfisher and how we work with our retailers within our retailing group so I think really that was probably the kind of uh, the main reason or one of the reasons that helped me get the job and, and plus my kind of foundation in in a bit of digital and customer Obviously, I have a long history of customer analytics and, and customer work, and that's half of my role as well. So I'd say it was it was probably those areas. And uh, now you're leading the teams. Because you said you led some analytics team before, but a bit in a cross-functional mm. way, and now it's proper analytics. Do you see any difference in in the way you're working with the analysts versus what you were doing before? It's probably more technical than before. So 
Yeah, so it's a lot of setup and technical kind of um, elements and where we are kind of on our transformation journey at Kingfisher also means there's a lot of work with our data platform team to try and partner with them on how we get the data in the right place, how we ingest more data and connect it with other data. And then we get an environment that the analysts can work from and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So all that part of it is reasonably new to me. And I think that's probably the main difference. The type of work that we're doing, how we work, the output and what it needs to achieve from our for our stakeholders is very familiar. And, you know, I've worked in retail my whole career. So and in data that that theme is is very much there. That makes sense, actually. And you have to lead the teams and because so you have the part that you said is very familiar to you and the part that's that's completely new. How do you feel about, you know, the fact that you have to lead the teams and part of the job is something that you're learning while you're doing it? How are you doing that? <laughs> it's a good question. I think, I'm, I mean, I'm very comfortable learning whilst doing. Um, that's probably my preferred learning style. So that bit I'm okay with. I kind of like to be thrown in the deep end and and figure it out, which isn't always the least <laughs> stressful route, but it's certainly the route that I often take. I think it's just about being honest and also respecting that everyone has expertise. It doesn't matter if they are more junior to you or more senior to you. You can't, one person cannot know everything. So I'm quite comfortable putting my hands up and saying, look, I'm not an expert in this area, but certain person in my team is. So they can lead this or please speak to them or they own this area. And also just being a newbie often helps. You can kind of play the newbie card um, and go and talk to someone in the business to learn more and, and try and upskill that way. But I'd say from a leading perspective, I'm never, I don't think I'll ever be a leader that knows everything about everything. And the leaders that I've been kind of inspired by in the past that I've worked for or worked with were not like that either and really empowered their teams or other teams to be experts and that's that's how I think I hope I work and I hope my team feel as well I I love the fact that you know you you play the newbie card and you go around asking people but something very powerful you said was around that respecting the knowledge of other people and then doesn't matter the level of seniority that's that's something that's really important especially as a leader to be able to know that there are people who are going to be more junior than you that might know more in an area and you can rely on them to to support you with that i i wanted to ask if you were actually mixing your knowledge of strategy with analytics but the whole thing you've told me about before is just that uh, <laughs> so this is this is totally what you're doing so I love how transferable that that skill is this is really great if you had any advice for someone who wants to change path or wants to move towards something that they don't know much about so there, there are a lot of people at the moment moving around what advice would you would you give them to help them maybe learn on the job or or upskill or change their their skill set? Yeah, I think it's it's a couple of things. I think knowing what type of learner you are as an individual is quite important. And you know, I I said I'm quite happy learning whilst I do and kind of being thrown in in the deep end. That's not for everyone, and some people like to kind of 
train or read books or, or that type of thing. I think, firstly, if, if you're going to go on a journey where you're learning quite a lot that's new, figuring out how you want to learn that that's going to be most appealing for you is really important. I think being really interested in it is also important like I was just really fascinated by the world of digital and now and I still am and I'm certainly fascinated about the amalgamation of digital and customer and and the power that that brings so being really interested in it helps and then really just having some strong people around you that know you're on that learning journey and can help you um, achieve that. So I had some fantastic people at, at Nike that I worked for and really aided my development there. And equally, like I said, Kingfisher is is a great place to learn because there's just so much to get stuck into. My boss is very helpful in that area as well. And I think, you know, not being afraid to say if you don't know something, but you have to be around people that are comfortable with you saying yeah. as well. So I think those two go very much hand in hand. And uh, have a, a nice way of saying, I don't know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> and lastly, I'll... Is there anything that you believe companies could do to to support people who are pivoting? Yeah, it's a great question. And, I, you know, I, I look back, especially at my time at Nectar, because I did lots of different roles there, which maybe is why I feel more comfortable doing different roles now. That's just a light bulb moment of figuring that one out. <laughs> but I, I think it's, you know, and again, a very strong management through my time at Nectar. I had an amazing manager for most of my time there. But really... If you're leading someone or leading a team, how do the skill sets within that team transfer to other areas? So kind of career pathways in different teams, you know, there's especially in the world of data, there's so much overlap. You know, there's people in my team that move into our digital product team and become product owners, or they might go into to focus on engineering or platform and, and vice versa. You know, there's so much movement there. So thinking about how to have those types of conversations with people and how to really role model breadth in career as well as just in staying in one kind of linear field and working with people to understand their interests and how they might learn more about other areas before they decide to maybe move into that field. So shadowing, mentoring, buddies, all that type of stuff, you know, just going for coffees with people to learn about their job. I mean, I really enjoy that sort of thing. It is time consuming, like you said before, (laughs) but it's fun. (laughs) It is fun. And to close the podcast, I always ask if you have any resource that you use for your personal and career development that you could share with, with the listeners. Yeah. So I listen to podcasts a decent amount, although I have to be really in the zone for a podcast. I can't like <laughs> listen to them whilst I'm working. So it's normally when I'm like walking somewhere. I listen to the, this podcast a lot and I try to find, you know, for example, I was building out my product team and the shape of what that looks like a few weeks ago, a few months ago. And I found a someone on who'd been on who was talking about leading a digital product analytics function I was like perfect was that was that caviar I think I think so yeah yeah so I try to find ones that are very specific <laughs> and to certain <laughs> things that I'm challenged with at that moment and then I used to when I was younger read more books around like personal development I've read the kind of usual ones and books around specialisms in our kind of field but really now I, I prefer short form, I guess, articles. I follow people on Twitter or LinkedIn that I think are really interesting within the industry and learn more about them. You know, at the moment, big things that are going on for me are around 
Google Analytics 4, the sunset of GA360. So I'm following more people with expertise in that area, learning more about that field. So it kind of depends where I am and what I need to (laughs) be focusing on, a nice kind of flex it. So I'd say those sort of things. Yeah, and uh, definitely knowing where you want to focus on and not try to learn everything at once is, is the way to do it. Otherwise, you never learn anything. Thank you so much, Sophie, for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. We will be back in a couple of weeks with a new guest. Until then, if you have two minutes, it would be great if you could leave us a rating or a review as it helps not only to make the podcast more visible, but also to enhance the content. If you don't want to miss the next episode, follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We are also on LinkedIn. And if you wish to, you can even register to the community for free. All you have to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. Have a great day.